Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Sally Stockwell is a Kiwi actor who's been in a range of screen dramas and in December she launches a theatrical show called We've Got So Much to Talk About. It's an exploration of motherhood and the myriad of issues connected with that. She sat down with me to discuss the show. Sally, nice to talk to you on this sunny morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Enjoying a sunny morning too, finally. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, So we're here to talk about, we've got so much to talk about, so let's talk about it. Just give me a brief overview of what the show is about and why it means so much to you. In a nutshell, it is a show that is a mashup, we call it a monumental mashup of of motherhood. So it's basically um, a mashup of modes using live song, uh, songs that I've written about motherhood over the last nine years since becoming a mother, mm-hmm. um, uh, recorded sound, uh, vignette, so uh, image making with uh, theatrical modes, bit of, uh, bit of movement too, and, and of course costume, and it's kind of like a mashup between vignettes and song and sound that explores the, the complex and chaotic world of motherhood that has a lot of coexisting, uh, sorry, a lot of contradictions coexisting at the same time. Yeah. Through viewed through the a female lens, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. so it's quite autobiographical, and I, I'm assuming you're sharing personal stories of your own triumphs and struggles, and probably exhaustion about being a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, all those things. Um, it's very. It's very autobiographical. I premised the show at the beginning by saying this is a this is a mashup of memoir, fact, fiction, truth, and lies. <laughs> to, tonight there will be dreams, memories, fantasies, hopes, doubts. So it's really all of those things, but also inclusive of of um, a lot of conversations and interviews I've had with other mothers over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's been an an attempt to kind of go into the the intensely autobiographical, autobiographical, but also kind of reflecting the universal through that. And and so, why was it important for you to to do this? What what's a, is there a central core message you want to get across, or just share experiences? It's a, I guess it's about um, a, a, it's a reflection of solidarity about how difficult it is to 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 um, articulate the many layers and complex contradictions within motherhood that is often I think not fully represented out there in the um, the world you know women I think and and mothers live with so many social expectations that we either feel the the need to rise to or we desperately try and subliminally achieve them and um we so it's kind of like a a manifesto in a way it's mm-hmm, kind of get, mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit of, of a rage against the machine but done in a in a holistic and a and a, a whole way that attempts to pull in all the soulful kind of love that we have mm. but also the 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 pithy kind of situations we uh, find ourselves in unable to believe that how do we ho- that, that we need to hold all these parts of ourselves the many roles that we play so it's an attempt to kind of um, articulate all that in in a novel and lively um, um, dynamic way through many modes of um, performance my my mother lived through the um, the first that first wave of um, feminism and mm. uh, you know women's civil rights in the sixties. You know we're mm. talking a good fifty odd years. It seems surprising in in the West that these are still issues that women are grappling with. Yes, yes, I I think so. But it's 
in some ways we've I, I think we've we've moved the needle or we've radicalized things in many ways in that uh, we live in a very uh, good country for 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 that, and you know New Zealand's always been a leader in that that way. But when we, I think of when we put the greater frame around time immemorial and civilizations which we've moved through with women, um, you know they're they're very um, there's there's a lot that's that that has moved a lot, but there's also a lot that hasn't. It's, it's sort of, it depends on the frame we put around it. I for think. sure, and and I think also politics. If I mean, if you look at America, for example, it seems to be so polarized. There has been a backlash against a lot of these ideas, and they've been warped and distorted as well. Absolutely, I think it's really easy to um, kind of lump together. Um, patriarchy and the, the the push against patriarchy and equate that to man-hating, <laughs> which mm. is so not what this is about. Yeah. It's yeah, about, of course. It, it, you know, it's really refreshing, I think, to view storytelling um, through a female lens because so much of our history, like right back through the centuries of representation of history, has been done through male leadership and and when we look at doing that differently it opens up so many other voices too not just women's voices it it tends to open up equality i think which is what what the women's movement has sought to do in many ways sometimes it's less it's more limiting and it's more specific to those you know particular uh voices at the time but um generally i think it opens up the notion of equality and we need god knows we need more of that in the world well yeah exactly i mean i i've always um i've always grappled with the idea of, of sexism because i think you know everyone everyone has a mother they may also have yeah. you know they may also have an aunt or a sister or whatever and i i kind of think but if you look at if you look at your mother from a, from a male perspective if a male looks at his mother and thinks she deserves less then I don't understand that because that's right in your family. That's someone you love who's given you life and, uh, and mm. cared for you. So it's, mm. it's, a, it's a real puzzle to why to this day women and women's issues are still devalued. It's, it's, it's weird. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic because it comes up in, in sort of a, you know, different guises of um, conversation often with people I, I talk with. And one of the, the – the things I was speaking about recently with somebody was around empathy. And mm -hmm. I wonder if it's partly because the maternal instinct or the, the, the instinct that is, is in a woman, and I'm just going to talk gender now, yeah. um, if I may, just yes. genderify it, um, is the instinct is is inherently maternal. It's inherently empathic. We gaze, we hold our babies and we gaze into their eyes and we connect and we and we attach and that that sort of that feeling to always nurture is is established so early on and it, it seems to be um you know a female mother thing that we do so we're predisposed to it in a way and i just wonder if 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 the patriarchal which is you know male driven just doesn't do that right from the essence of it, it it's able to to sit apart and, and sort of place itself first rather than do that empathising. And I think that's what separates us from people in the first place is being able to put ourselves in people's shoes and say, oh, what would that feel like? 
to be in those, in those shoes. It's an interesting one. I don't think empathy is lost in males. I just wonder if no. the patriarchy has advantaged them so much that it's a very hard thing to give away. And, of course, there are That's probably right. billions yes. of men around the planet who are perfectly fine and, and whatever, but the actual system which has been dominated by males for so long, doesn't want to change because of the advantage, the inherent advantage that comes with that. That's right. And I think, I guess what I'm saying, because I don't believe either that males don't have empathy at all, I think that what can happen is systems mm-hmm. like and privilege place us in a, in, a, in a status that makes it, we forget to step out of the system and empathise. So it's like, I think that's that's why art is so important because it it, it gives us that opportunity to get outside of um, our natural position and um, be transported into another world where we can mm. be changed or consider a different perspective. And, and I'm assuming, just going back to the show here, that, uh, that there's also humour in this. That it, that, uh, because, oh, yeah. because that's oh, yeah. a great level. Humour is a really great way of yeah. delivering messages too. Yes. Yeah, we worked on that. Well, we didn't work on it. I mean, it's always been something like I've always preferred dark comedy to, I don't know, I'm just not a natural stand-up comedian, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, but I love a good, I love good humour. And um, we, there have been, because of the many iterations, well, workshops that this show went through, especially with COVID, it took a longer journey to get to the stage, which was actually really beneficial because it gave us um, time to say, for example, I remember in one of the big lockdowns, um, my director saying to me, um, well, because I said, I think I think there's another song in the show. I think, I think we need some lightness. And she said, yeah, why don't you try writing a song that's quite irreverent, you know, about all the, the fluid and the the, the shit that, that, that you have to deal with, with your body, the way it, I don't know, the way it falls apart or all the, <laughs> the stuff that people don't kind of want to look at. Um, and so that's where one of the songs called Pop Pop Gee Whiz um, comes from where I'm singing to Mother Nature saying what the hell is going on. <laughs> you know, I fall, you make me fall apart before the marathon mm-hmm. of actually, you know, of actually starting to look after the baby. My body's already falling apart with the act of my physical body changing with gestation and all that this is crazy what's going on mother mother nature <laughs> yeah um well i've um the other day i was listening to weightless which is your album and mm-hmm. uh really liked it you've got a great voice so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the show and and the music there um just tell me about bringing that album to life well um yeah that was an interesting process too i had a collection of songs that i was working on and i probably had around eight songs and then um my brother um, unexpectedly passed away and he was a huge influence in my life musically I came from a musical family but he was the he was the kind of bright spark in the family Ben his name um is um and he was always at it with a guitar with a bass joining punk bands when he was a teenager and just um then then went uh, became a live sound engineer and then a music producer and he there was it wasn't didn't seem to be anything couldn't do but anyway he sort of helped me step into music properly when I was in my mid-20s and we were in a band together and we did lots of lots of songwriting and things and I, I learned a lot with him and so um losing him overnight was just such a tragedy mm. and such a um life-changing event that um really it stopped me in my tracks so my album stopped for a while there and he was actually due to um help produce on the album or be involved in it so 
I took a while, probably, yeah, I don't know how long it was, but in, in that space I, I wrote a few songs, um, was it two or three, um, around him and around my grief and around losing him. And those songs may uh, ended up being in the in the album and in a way the album yeah I dedicated it to him. So yes, it, it took an interesting turn um, again, an autobiographical um, yeah. turn, which I think is the way I prefer to write and yeah make art from. You know what's going truly going on for me. But it puts heart into it, doesn't it? Yeah, and I don't know. I feel more confident writing about what I know rather than mm. what what I can imagine. I, I love doing that if if I'm given a script and a character. I love to do the psychological research and thinking around that, and then let the imagination fly. But I find autobiographical content the easiest way to launch the imagination as well from mm. from from that point. Um, I I just wanted to to finish off. You you've been in a in a number of um, screen roles. Um, Everything from Outrageous Fortune, Shortland Street, Broken Wood Mysteries. Have you had a, a, a favourite moment, a best and a worst? You don't have to say all of those things, but has, has there oh been gosh. something that's, <laughs> that's really stood out for you in, in amongst the mix? Oh, my gosh. That's a that's a tricky one. Um, uh, Putting you on the spot now, uh, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. No, the worst, the worst is leaping to mind, which is... Um, it's not the worst, but one of the most awkward physical. You you you, do, you can end up in quite awkward physical positions, as in not literal, but situations uh, which put you put you through the tests where you have to really just dig deep. Um, when I was doing a show called Insider's Guide to Happiness, um, there was a, a scene where my character and her a, a lover go skinny dipping, and um, we did that at night time, and it was uh, in October, I think, in Wellington. Oh, no. <laughs> it was not particularly, <laughs> yeah. particularly warm evening, mm-hmm. and I remember they had us in kind of like half um, – uh, wetsuits which you couldn't see below the waist to try and warm us and then um, getting in and into position while the w- water was kind of swinging us around and you have to stay in position but the water swell was moving moving you and you had to, you had to kind of look like you had an amazing time <laughs> free free exhilarating time and then and then leaping out between takes when to put our feet Goodness in me. Um, hot water so as not to get hypothermic was that was that was a one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, invigorating, certainly. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and and highlights are I don't know. I just I just think when you get in, in into a, a current with a, an an incredible actor, and mm. there's a magic zinging between you and the losing all um all worry or conscious um you know consciousness of self-consciousness about being in place and getting Mm -hmm. everything right and being on on, live on camera um and then reaching an unexpected moment and is is probably you know the 
the be- the best place to be and the highlight of, of lots of moments. I just love that. Working with somebody else who's just incredible, incredibly generous is always inspiring. So I love that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, look, I appreciate your time and uh, I'm oh, really welcome. looking forward to seeing the show. Uh, and thank yes. you uh, thank you for spending some time today to talk to me about it and all, all the best. You're most welcome. Thanks very much, Andrew. That was actor Sally Stockwell talking about her new show. We've got so much to talk about and some of the issues behind it. The show opens on the 8th of December, 2023. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry and the LGBTQ communities. All of that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters, and if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that also on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.